Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I need to begin this week's episode with the sad news of the passing of Sue Kadera. I first met Sue about five years ago, uh, exactly five years ago when I was diagnosed through the Colon Cancer Alliance's online chat community, of which Sue served as one of the moderators. Uh, I found Sue to be such a, a warm and, and thoughtful woman. Um, when I found out that I was going to be undergoing SBRT treatment, Sue was one of the first people I turned to because I knew she had experience uh, with that protocol and she was so generous with her time and, and supportive and uh, you know, providing me with the information that I needed. And I actually interviewed Sue not once but twice. She was one of the first people I interviewed for the podcast last year. And if you've been following our podcast, you know that I just interviewed her back uh, in, in March of this year for episode 34. And what I always admired about Sue was just her her approach to her disease. Uh, she really uh, loved life. She had such a passion for things like rowing. She was a diehard fan of my childhood favorite baseball team, New York Mets. And she was an individual, and it just struck me that it was very clear that her doctors worked for her. She was uh, took such an active role in her treatment plan, made decisions that she thought was not only best for her health, but also for her uh, well-being, uh, for, for her to be able to live her life on her terms. Uh, she was never one to follow the crowd. She really frowned upon the use of words that we all tend to use so frequently, like battle and fight, as it related to her disease. Because in her eyes, these uh, insinuated that there are winners and losers. And in Sue's eyes, all of us that are in this journey of colon cancer, colorectal cancer, we're all winners. She had such a big heart, and her passing certainly leaves a void in ours. And may her blessed memory be a blessing to all her for her family and the friends who knew her. Some events coming up in the colon cancer community. We have two undie run walk events that I want to make you aware of. Uh, the last Saturday in April, April the 30th, up in Buffalo, uh, are uh, putting on their uh, wildly successful undie run walk. So if you're in the upstate Buffalo, New York area, uh, check out the Colon Cancer Alliance at ccalliance.org for more information about the Buffalo Undie. And then uh, fast forward into middle of May, May 14th, the Undie stops in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So for all of my South Florida friends, I hope you'll find your way to the Undie Run Walk on Saturday, May the 14th. My guest this week is Allison Phelan Egan. And Allison came on my radar when I saw, started seeing these very interesting, uh, fun, if you will, posts uh, on Facebook that she put together with her own creative juices uh, and energy 
to raise awareness of colorectal cancer, particularly amongst females, and trying to get the message across uh, that this is not a disease to be embarrassed by, uh, that you should talk about it, pay attention to it. And she actually reached out to me and said, can I be on your show? I want to talk more about this. You're going to love my conversation with Allison. She is an absolute dynamo. I love her energy. I love her enthusiasm. And it's very clear, and I think you'll agree when you hear our conversation, this is a woman that when she sets her mind to something, uh, there's no limits as to what she can accomplish. So join me now for my conversation with Allison Phelan Egan. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Hi, Lee. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on the show. Oh, I knew you would be when we had our initial <laughs> our initial call just to introduce each other to each other a week ago. I said, oh, this one's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some fun. Colorectal fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not sure how to take that. So for, our, for the listeners that uh, aren't familiar with your story... Uh, And I know you want to talk more about what you're doing to raise awareness and advocacy, but uh, just as a frame of reference, uh, how did uh, colorectal cancer come to be part of your life? I was 42 when I first started feeling the symptoms. It was summertime, and at that time, my children were, um, oh my gosh, three and five. They were still three and five, so... Um, that I, I was too busy, you know, I went to the doctor cause I had a little bit of bleeding, which was not a big deal. And I, you know, I don't, I, even though it was never diagnosed, I always thought that I had a little bit of IBS. So I just kind of self self-diagnosed myself because I went on to um, WebMD and I looked up reasons for bleeding. And so I'm like, well, it must be one of those, you know, lesser important reasons <laughs> or lesser, you know, lesser, um, scary reasons, I suppose, like, like cancer. In fact, cancer never even came into my uh, thought process. So uh, that was, yeah, that was summer. And then um, my symptoms got worse, mostly with my stomach. And um, the bleeding never stopped. And it became, you know, a little bit more darker and a little bit more of it. So I, I, I went and originally, I was supposed to go and see the, uh, the gastro doctor, but I had put it off. So I finally went to see her. She said, okay, let's do a colonoscopy. I said, okay, great. I told her what I thought I had. <laughs> and there's no cancer in that diagnosis. She always says to me, you're an underdiagnoser. That's what I do. I always underdiagnose. I'm an optimist. What can I say? So, um, I put, I canceled that twice. So now, now I'm 43 and it's, um, it's Christmas time. I wait till after Christmas, and then I went in, in in February to get my colonoscopy. And uh, two days later, I'm in her office, and she tells me I have colon cancer, colorectal cancer. So I, you know, at that at that point, I I knew when she told me that she wanted me to come into the office, I knew, and I said to her on the phone at that moment, where all of us that have been through this know time stops. And I said, am I going to die? And she said, no. And I said, do I have cancer? And she said, you need to come in. I said, okay, I have cancer. I'm coming in. That was it. We went in and and I told her, I have cancer. She said, yes. (laughs) So, 
Yeah. And then it just went crazy. Within 10 days, I was in treatment. I mean, kudos to Cedars-Sinai because within 10 days, I was like, I had a whole team. And, you know, your life changes immediately. And what was that treatment initially? So I went in for six weeks of radiation because my um, doctor said that cancer takes the weekends off. (laughs) All my doctors had a sense of humor. I think that was on purpose. That was God's gift to me. Um, And then um, I was doing uh, 5-FU. I was doing an oral version of that. And that was the first six weeks. And then I took a break. Then I had my surgery. Then I did six more months of um, infusion chemotherapy. I see. And that was how long ago? That was 2012. Okay. And how's your health now? Oh, it's so great. I, I knew. So after I'd finished treatment, I was, I had my, I had a uh, ileostomy reversal in 2013. So then I had to recover from that. Then I had to learn how to eat again. And that was a whole thing because that process was a lot longer than I expected it to be. Um, so I was really just eating a very similar diet to when I was, um, in treatment, which was a lot of white foods, white breads, white rice, bananas, um, noodles, chicken, everything I ate was white and I wasn't eating a lot. So I had to kind of learn how to eat again. And I was, I was afraid to eat a lot of foods because, you know, your, your colon is not used to absorbing food and so I was I was worried about going out I it was there's a level of anxiety when you come out of an experience like that about you know they're basically like okay you're done well you're not really done you have to go back into the world back to the life that is completely different it's not the same because you have been through this horrific experience and uh, you you know how it a different point of view, hopefully a good point of view, but still there's anxiety, especially with those of us who had colorectal cancer, about bathroom issues. I can remember one time I had to stop three times on the way to pick my children up from the bus, and that was only about 15 minutes. So I knew where all the good bathrooms were in my neighborhood, that's for sure. And so after a while, it got better, and finally just, uh, I think it was around... Christmas time, I went to In-N-Out and I had a cheeseburger and fries and a Coke and I, I was fine. So that was that was a marker for me <laughs> that I was able to uh, not have an attack, quote unquote, after inhaling that delicious burger. <laughs> it's amazing what milestones we find, right? <laughs> yes. That's one I never thought was going to be on my list. And it wasn't even really... Um, I, I just remember going places and seeing people eat, you know, normal food. Like I, they're, my children are, you know, especially my son does a lot of sports. So you're always at the games and they're having, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, and nachos, like all those things that look really good. Now when I eat them, I mean, I really don't feel good. And I, I eat, I do eat very clean, but it, it, there's a level of confidence with what my body, how my body is going to react after eating something like that. So for that, for to be able to eat it and and not be worried or not have an attack was very comforting to me. And I got it under control. If I decide to have alcohol, and I don't drink nearly enough, although some people <laughs> may think I do. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I like to have 
a drink, a cocktail when I go out with friends or it has to be social. I'm not the kind of person that just will have a glass of wine by myself. Not judging at all, especially to the moms out there. Um, but if I'm going to an event or a party or whatever, I'll just take a half of an emodium before I go out. And that will that will be fine. I won't have a problem when I'm drinking. So you learn tricks. Tricks. Oh, absolutely. Trick. Sure you do. Tricks of the colon trade. <laughs> so now that you've come through this, uh, you've devoted all this energy that we can uh, clearly hear all the way from Los Angeles and, and have come up with a very creative way to help spread the word uh, to help raise awareness about colorectal cancer. Talk about... First off, Allison, where you came up with the idea, and then for the listeners that haven't uh, seen what you're doing, uh, tell us about it. I knew, I mean, I'm aware colorectal cancer is a month, of course, Awareness Month, and I wanted to do something this year that would open people's eyes, that was tongue-in-cheek, you know, fun, let's, you know, it's, it, there's so it's such a heavy disease it's such a heavy topic and such an embarrassing topic to so many people i i wanted to say yes i have had colon colorectal cancer i made it through and this is like this is the other side of that and for people that have been through it or are going through it right now um they can they can say oh like that's you know, that person looks healthy or the people around her look they look healthy and for people you know that that have gone through it can hopefully relate and for people that haven't but are especially people that are 50 and have had not had their colonoscopy well i wanted them to have a memorable image of what colorectal cancer awareness looks like and i wanted to make it a good image an image even if they were talking about did you see those girls blah 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 um fill in the blank I, at least they were, you know, talking about it. And, of course, I wore blue because I'm the one who um, who crushed it, who crushed cancer. And then I surrounded myself with four very healthy, beautiful women. And each the only prerequisite I had for the models that were with me, and two of them were my really good friends, um, was that, that they had, you know, a story about, you know, one degree of cancer story and unfortunately everybody I know has a cancer story it's really heartbreaking and now that I'm in the um, now I'm the cancer go-to person I hear about you know cancer way way too much but that's how so I decided to call the um, campaign all about that face booty campaign 2016 and when I heard Megan Trainer's song all about that face she was talking about image, um, you know, body image. And when I heard that song, I was thinking about colorectal cancer. So <laughs> that song can mean different things to different people. And I'm like, yeah, it's all about the base. It's all about the base for me. Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of other people that it's all about the base for. And um, so this is the campaign. I wanted to, it to be beautiful and, and fun and, you know, just wake people up. I wanted to shake it up. Yeah. You know, I have to draw uh, parallels, Allison, to what you're doing to, you know, how breast cancer came to be the way it is now, you know, because if you think back 
10, 15 years ago, that was also something that people didn't want to talk about. And now there are people driving around with bumper stickers on their cars saying, save the tatas. And they, and that's one of the ways that it's gotten the visibility it has. So hats off to you for, you know, taking a similar approach. Uh, and this is, you, you use the, 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 the phrase that it's embarrassing and clearly for so many people it is now for those of us who've been through it you know we we lost all our modesty and embarrassment uh you know with a <laughs> with our first colonoscopy right uh, so that all went out the window but if we can if we can portray like you're doing to the audience that has this fear and this uh, that this is a disease you don't talk about and you're m- messaging it, packaging the message the way you are, uh, I think you're really onto something. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for saying that because I knew that there was going to be a little controversy or I thought there would be, and there has been. And, uh, you know, my m- my response to any any, you know, unkind feedback is, are you talking about this with me? And they said, yes. And I said, okay, well, that's all I wanted. Can you please go get your colonoscopy now? (laughs) You know, that's about it. And speaking about breast cancer, I, you know, it's upsetting to me that the breasts are a beautiful part of the body. And so is your backside. So is the booty for females and men. And why are we getting ignored? I mean, not that we're getting ignored, but why are we celebrating our booty? I mean, a double mastectomy is not beautiful. Okay, and either is, uh, you know, having a colonoscopy, but we, we hear breasts, we see the pink ribbon, you know, we, there's a visual that is, you know, that wraps around our head that is beautiful and, and sultry and, and it's a female, but, you know, I feel that way. One of our biggest uh, celebrities, quote unquote, would be a Kim Kardashian, who's famous for that. And a lot of other people are famous for that. So, you know, why can't we just embrace that part of our body and take care of it and not be embarrassed? And let's get as many blue ribbons out there as pink ribbons. Not that we're competing, but let's 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 raise as much awareness for for the blue ribbon as we do for the pink one. And March Madness, I would love to see every single one of the professional basketball players from there down wearing blue socks and, you know, blue wristband or whatever, you know, as they the same they do, you know, during um, Breast Cancer Month, which I believe is October. We're, we're all right there with you, Allison. We're all right there with you. And uh, hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, it, you know, I think we all get it as to why uh, breast cancer has gotten the awareness it has. And you're right, this is not a competition. But when you look at the impact that colorectal cancer has had on uh, on society, you know, and uh, the number of, uh, A, the fact that it's, uh, you know, the the positive results from screenings uh, is overwhelming. Uh, We've got to overcome that hurdle of embarrassment and making it something we don't talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, when when you're talking about uh, being embarrassed and and shame, I think it was Susan G. Komen. I think it was the story that I read about her about, you know, there was so much shame in having cancer, period, especially having breast cancer. And so there were there was nothing for her. And I think that's when her sister uh, stepped in and, uh, you know, changed it and said, hey, you know, listen, this you have no reason to be ashamed of this just like I don't or, you know, 
any kind of cancer. There's no shame in it. We didn't, you know, we didn't do do anything or, you know, to deserve this. It just happens. And so, you know, I would rather say, hey, I have this, somebody help me, than just live uh, silently with something that's killing me. That is to me, like, that's crazy. But I understand people are embarrassed and, and they, and they, and they do feel shame. And I'm here to say, no, we're going to change that right now. Cause it's all about that base. And I love mine. <laughs> I'm happy to have one. Are you kidding me? Of course. Um, so what's the plan going forward after colon cancer awareness month after March? Oh, I've got more surprises for you. <laughs> I have more surprises. I have some more, um, visual, uh, works of art, uh, that I'm working on, not just my children. Um, and I, I continue to build my video library, which you can find on my website. So when I was going through, uh, cancer and I did not know about, uh, you know, colon town, I, I didn't know about the, uh, those things. So I are those resources. And so I found myself searching for, um, inspiration and uh, I found it here and there. Now that I know where to find it, it's everywhere. But I said to myself, "Oh, when I'm finished with this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do interviews with doctors and survivors, thrivers, mindset people, holistic health, like and anything under the umbrella that can help um, in the world of cancer." So I started um, setting up these interviews, and I had my uh, surgeries at UCLA and my treatment at Cedar. So I'm surrounded by the best in all ways. And I've, you know, I've tapped into that using all of my doctors. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just laughing because, you know, I always tease my doctors that their close up is coming up soon that they need to get ready. And they like, Oh, yeah, we know it's you. Like, because I remember when I was on the bed after I'd had my surgery, and I was so high on uh, what it, I think it was. It wasn't morphine. It was it could have been morphine, but I was very high. And I remember telling my doctor, my surgeon, I'm like, this is what I'm doing when I get out of this bed. And it was a year later and I was interviewing him and he said, you did it. Do you remember our conversation? I'm like, I do. And he's like, you did it. I said, you know, I feel so good to give back. I'm so grateful to have my life that I just want to share, you know, my experience and I want to share wisdom and inspiration and insight and, um, and so that's what I'm doing with that. And I, I want to continue to build on that. And I do have a documentary that I made coming out, coming out that I'm going to share with you. Um, uh, and uh, that's, you know, it, it's about in, inspiration. It's about how you look at cancer and about how to get through it with positivity. And even though it's very, very difficult and there are extremely dark moments, you know, we can, we can get through it with with how we how we react to it and how we think about it and how we can push our ourselves forward and that's really what i'm focusing on mostly is is inspiring people hopefully well clear, clearly you know it's obvious that you didn't suddenly become this positive uh, energetic uh, person <laughs> po post post treatment so obviously that's been a, that's a part of your dna but that being said allison um, if the old Allison pre colorectal cancer could see Allison today, what would she say? What would she notice that's so different? 
Oh, I would have to say that I much, um, I much more. I, I'm I I can ask for help now. That was a really big problem for me is asking for help. And I, you know, I I had some time. I was you know fighting the chemo, and I was. I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want it to bring me down because I don't, you know, I like to win. I like to beat the challenge. And, you know, I, I always want to do things for other people. And I was always the mom that would, you know, take the kids. Or I'm the, you know, people call me, can you, like, that's, I'm the one volunteering with my hand up in the air. So when that happened to me, it was, it was very, very difficult to, you know, ask for help. And, you know, eventually I did. I, I knew that I had to, to survive. It was one of the things that that I needed to do was ask for help. And so now, you know, I'm I'm more open to um, asking for help, to understanding that, you know, we are not invincible because I did think that I was. And I, yeah, I always loved life. I always appreciated life. But of course, you you appreciate things much differently like the whole world is brighter when you when you get on the other side of cancer or, you know you're having a frustrating moment and you go okay remember cancer somebody complains to you about something and I and I'm like I think to myself wow my bar is like, like basically my bar is but do you have cancer they're like no I'm like then everything is fine as long as you don't have cancer everything is fine everything can be worked out so yeah, those, I think those are the three things, or the major things. But yeah, I've, 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 my mother taught me this mindset, so it's it is in my DNA, and to always be positive, even you know when you're facing the worst of times. So, so you you you've started to a- answer the next question that I always ask my guests. So I'll jump in and ask it, and you can continue with the answer that you've already so started, sorry, sorry, <laughs> which is fine because I do, I always ask when I when I have the and I do consider it a privilege. I truly do when I have the privilege to uh, speak to a survivor and have them share their story. Uh, I always ask the question that if someone were to tune into this episode and they themselves recently were diagnosed or someone they care deeply about was recently diagnosed uh, having been down this road yourself what advice would you give that individual do not go directly to the internet it's a very dangerous place when you don't have the facts um the minute that you hear cancer i would say 99.9 percent of the people think of death or dying uh, stop that thought right there because we're not dying anymore. There's more of us living than dying. And, you know, cancer is, is, is so uh, not just personal, but specific. And there's so many things that they can do to um, get you healthy again. So don't, don't think of it as a death sentence. Um, and I would also say that um, you're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to have times when you're just, so exhausted, so beaten down, and you're gonna to want to give up. Oh my gosh, you know, just pick up the phone. That you you there's so many of us. Go to Colon Town. There just any and I say, anybody who wants to call me, call me. Uh, private message me, I will call you and I will talk you off that ledge. Or even if you're not on the ledge and you just want to talk about it, you you know, don't don't go down the rabbit hole because 
we're here to help you and and I want you to accept that help and and it will it will um, it will carry you through you can do it you can do it and you just keep on telling yourself uh, you know I, I, I would say to myself all the time I'm okay I'm okay I'm okay even you know even you know going into the worst situations like when you're going into your 10 hour surgery or you know, um, you starting your chemo and you're so sick and I would just say, you're okay. You're okay. I would just talk to myself. And then when I was done, now I stop in the mirror and I, I go, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <you're> not- <laughs> I, I make my friends do that. And I make, and I make my children do that. Just stop and look in the mirror and say, you're amazing because you are each and every one of us is amazing. Especially all of us who beat cancer. I mean, we are, we are, we're called warriors for a reason. I, I just feel like, you know, somebody who has gone through this and, and, and made it through, it's just, wow, we're, we're amazing. We are amazing people. And that's well. why I love to be around, <laughs> you know, other survivors and talk about how amazing we all are. Well, you don't need to just tell yourself you're amazing. I'll tell you, Allison, you're amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. You are too. You are too. <laughs> thank Where you. can people find uh, more about you and what you're doing uh, online? Okay, so you can go to my um, Facebook page, which is Kicking Cancers with an S. And it's twice, kicking cancers, kicking cancers, because apparently when I wrote that in, I wrote it twice and I didn't realize it. And Facebook, they don't let you change it for a series of months, so I haven't been able to change it. And then um, on my Instagram, it's kicking cancer with curb. And then on Twitter, it's um, KCTTC. And then my website is Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Phelan, P as in Peter, H-E-L-A-N.com. Great. Well, Allison, thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing your story, your enthusiasm, your zest for life, and your positivity is uh, contagious all the way from Los Angeles to Tampa, Florida, which is where we're hosting this podcast from. I love that. uh, (laughs) I wish you could. (laughs) Well, hopefully someday our paths will cross, but I wish you continued good health first and foremost. And thank you for all you're doing to make a difference. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, it's really my honor. And um, to, to all of the fighters up there, keep on going. Just keep on going and call me if you need me. I'm right here. I'm here to help. Wonderful. Thanks, Allison. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.